Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the home of the future uh, conference for the American atheists, it's, which is Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. A podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're, uh, well, we've got a lot of correspondence this week. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was also, as I'm sure a lot of you know from some of our online activities, that it was uh, Mormon General Conference. Yeah, we, we kind of we kind of went and uh, said hi to some of the Mormons and stuff. So we'll yeah. we'll be reporting back. Uh, yeah, and in addition to that, there's a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that they t- that they said during this conference and issues that uh, yeah, oh, they, the they, Mormons they don't seem to get. No, they don't, they well, don't seem to understand. Oh, I think they understand. Very well, their position. You think the Mormons? I think I think they're pretty solid on it. On their position, damn it. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we don't need to harp on the Mo's too much right off the bat. No, I would prefer to harp on something else. Yeah, what are you? What are you going to harp on? I am going to harp on the. Uh, well, I'm not. This isn't harping so much as I found it interesting, Jason. Um, who, when he writes to us now, just refers to himself as Jason, not from Panama, which is kind of cute. Oh, because oh, because we have another Jason who writes who is to in, us sometimes. Who's, who's, from, who's Panama. from Panama? By well, the way, from but have we thanked Jason no, from Panama? Oh, okay. So the, Jason from Panama sent us some cacao. Yes, and it, and delightful. It was great. Yeah, we we put it in our yeah we 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 made it up as per your recipe and everything. So thanks a lot. Yeah. Jason from Panama. Yeah. And thanks Jason from not Panama for writing to us <laughs> about this next thing, which okay. was uh an open letter that went out uh oh. to the to our community. Oh. Essentially oh. from this our could be community. Bad, actually. Oh, from us. It's to could, us from could us. Still be bad. Well, not could not s- you and me specifically. Yeah. We were not even asked if we wanted to sign we, on. We wrote this. ourselves an open letter. We did. <laughs> Calling ourselves Dear out. Dan and Frank. <laughs> Signed, Dan and Frank. <laughs> no, this is, um, this is a letter uh, from several... Uh, it says, uh, it's an open letter calling for civility in our online communities. Oh. It, it's, it's been signed by uh, this... none other than one uh, David Silverman, president of American Atheists. He's um, calling for civility. <laughs> I'm. I. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be uncivil here. While whilst okay. David Silverman is calling for civility, he he may have but... a slightly different sense of what civility looks like than we do. <laughs> like for instance, in our world, civility doesn't look like when people call your place and harass you. You publish their phone numbers on right. Facebook, right? But that's just what that's that's a difference of opinion. Yeah. When we tried to nail him down on that in our interview, he seemed yeah, to he think did. that was fine. Yeah, no, he, he did think that was fine. He was he, he was, did it and he was unapologetic about it. Very proud of it. Yeah. Uh anyway, uh yeah, the president of American Humanists oh. and executive director of American Humanists. Okay. And president of Atheist Alliance. Oh, yeah. President of the CEO of Black Atheists of of America. They all got together. Wow. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people that that signed on to this thing. And it's all about, you know, uh, stop being dicks online. This needed to be said. Apparently so. The, the, seriously, this they, they had to get together and agree yes. on this. 
we the leaders <laughs> of the undersigned flying. we the leaders of the the undersigned national secular organizations pledge to make our best efforts toward improving the tone and substance of online discussions oh okay the secular yeah. movement as a whole is a friendly welcoming and committed is friendly welcoming and committed to the use of reason and evidence as means of uh resolving disagreements yeah we refuse to allow the deplorable conduct of a few to debase the reasonable, appropriate, and respectful conduct of the overwhelming majority of our community. Wow. Among other things. Wow. It goes on. I mean, they, they have all of these, they have their approach laid out, uh-huh. which is to moderate blogs and forums, to go... Important. They, they, say, yeah. they say, go offline before going online. Pick up the phone. Oh. Meaning, like, if you've got a problem with somebody personally... Call them up. Figure it out with them. Yeah, that doesn't need to be. That doesn't need to okay. involve us all. Okay. Uh, listen more. Dial mm. down the drama. Each of mm. these has a paragraph explaining what they mean by it. But I mean, I think you know. <laughs> be more charitable. I think that oh, that's, that's a good you know, one. Be nice. Sure. Yeah. Trust but verify. I like that one. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But I mean, to some extent, yeah. I think people don't trust as with topics like what we deal with. Right. People don't trust that people are coming at it from a, from an honest position. Even uh-huh. if you think that they're wrong, we can usually, usually trust that people are at least being honest about their own opinions about things. Sure. And not being disingenuous. Okay. Anyway, and, uh, and help others along. We should remember that we weren't born knowing the things we know now. To get to the reasoned conclusions that we've reached... We learned by reading, thinking, and talking with others. When we encounter someone espousing a view that we think is based on a lack of knowledge or experience, we should remember that. Oh, we should remember that we have all held ill informed views. We should mm. cultivate patience and try mm. to educate instead of condemn. Wow. This I, is... I think you and I have made a difference, Frank. <laughs> I think, you think that, this is because of us. I think it's because of us. I think they've heard our call, <laughs> and they all they. I highly they, doubt they that they don't specifically acknowledge us in this letter. But uh, I, I, I got to think we we, yeah. we got through to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I doubt that very 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 much. <sighs> well, yeah. but it but it's good to step in the right direction. We got a lot of people out there who are always just grumpy and angry and writing mean things. Yeah, on the that's true. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't need to do that. No. There's just no point. No. You don't want to be that person on the internet. Some people do. Dumb. Yeah, don't. Dumb. Don't be that. Dumb. It's pointless. Hmm. Anyway, so that's nice. That's yeah. nice that, that, that they're all going to make an attempt. It does call the whole thing into question when you see how people like Silverman comport themselves, and then he's going to sign on to the... Yeah, he he seems to all like his signature needs to have an addendum of some sort to it that explains that he personally understands the errors of his way. He doesn't, and that he is now going to be behaving differently. He thinks he's one of them. He thinks he's one of the good ones. I I okay. And in and I in think sometimes I think there, he I think is. there is a lot fine. of again. I think there's a lot of work. We've said this before. Both you and I have said this. Mm. That, that we think that there's a lot of good work that American atheists does. Oh, they do great work a lot of the time. And I don't. I, I just. I just worry that 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 their good work gets lost 
in this other combative message. Yeah, it's just it's just when Silverman goes on to these, you know, talk shows, the the Billow show and the the whatever else Fox show and just and starts just combating mm-hmm. with these people instead of instead of, you know, so that his message is I mean, really, he thinks he's getting his message out. Yeah, he does. And he's not. What no, he's getting he's out not. is this is a war of us against them. Mm-hmm. Every time he goes on one of those shows and he argues with those people and he meets them where they want him to meet them, yeah, he he sends a message out, hey, Christians, I'm against you and yeah. you're against me and this is a war. Right. Yep. That's, the, that's the real message that he gets out. And the substance of what he's saying has nothing to do with it. No. So. No, I, I agree. Know. I he, agree, Dan. It's an interesting lesson that he needs to learn. Yeah. Anywho, well, maybe he learned it. Maybe he learned it and he signed the thing. Maybe who knows? That'd be great. Dan. And I, we're gonna know, have to I see. Got nothing personal we'll against have the to guy. See. But also, this is about online behavior. This has nothing about I. I will go on to CNN and be a yeah. civil human That's being. That's true. I will put up billboards <laughs> that do not insult. That, right. Broad that, sections of this of uh, of our uh, of needlessly this insult. Needless, needlessly insult. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, I have another uh, angry atheist of sorts. <laughs> oh dear. Oh yes. And what? Yeah. And, and what he, he? It's interesting what he's angry about. Oh, okay. He. He. It, it's. Um, so this is uh, Peter Higgs of the Higgs boson. Oh, right. The, the boson. Can I call him the boson man? Sure. You can call him whatever you want. Do you know the boson man? I, oh, I thought you were going to go. Do you know the way to? Boson Man. What? No. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. All right. Higgsy, um, Higgsy Pigsy. Higgs. Uh, the, the man for whom this, the, 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 until recently, elusive Higgs Boson was, uh, was named for. The, the, until recently, theoretical. Exactly. Higgs Boson. Yeah. Um, he um, is upset that the particle that bears his name. Mm-hmm is known commonly as the God particle. <laughs> because he doesn't believe in God. He's an atheist. <laughs> and he's upset about it. And that, or at least that's what he's saying. He's like, it shouldn't be called the God particle because there is no God. That's his whole thing, right? <laughs> I, his complaint isn't that it confuses people who don't understand like why it's being called that. His complaint is that there is no God, so why should it be named after... Well, that's part of his complaint. Um, <laughs> the um, so apparently the the way that it became called the the God particle. Do you know this part of it? How it became? Who first coined it? I don't know who it was. Why don't you explain that? Okay, so um, it was first coined in a book called the God particle, right? Um, by uh, Leon Letterman and Dick Terese. Um and. Uh, yeah, it came out in the in the nineties, and uh, and so th- here's a little quote from uh, Lederman. Uh This boson is so central to the state of physics today, so crucial to our final understanding of the na- of the structure of matter, yet so elusive that I have given it a nickname: the God particle. Why God particle? The publisher wouldn't let us call it the goddamn particle. <laughs> oh. though, th- though that. Though that might be a more appropriate title, given its villainous nature and the expense it is causing. 
<laughs> so he wanted it's to call villainous. it the goddamn particle, which obviously would not have caught on in right. the same way. Right. But obviously, and also wouldn't have have have, have <laughs> caused this elderly, um, 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 you know, physics professor Peter Peter Higgs, uh, who's who is eighty three years old by the mm. way, um, and also sounds like he has no sense of humor um he says he said a quote for him is um first of all i'm an atheist um is he's quoted saying to um um bbc scotland mm. uh, the second thing i know um second thing is i know that name was a kind of joke and not a very good one he points out <laughs> uh i think he shouldn't have done that as it is so misleading Oh, because Ooh. it misleads people to think that there's a god. Well, it, because lead, of it leads them away from the name Higgs. I think is probably the main thing. <laughs> Let me tell you, you get your name on the fundamental particle. Yeah, you want it to be called that. Yeah, that's true. If, that's if true. there was something that was called the Dan particle, and there is. And it was, but nobody knows about inside it all of us and inside everything. Uh-huh. And it was fundamental. And people started calling it something else. Yeah, you'd be pissed. I'd be like, "Hey, that's my particle. <laughs> Leave my particle alone. <laughs> call it the damn particle. Call it what it is. My particle. You could call it the goddamn particle. Hey, hey that's clever. See Dan. what I did there? <laughs> I just thought that was fun." Yeah, don't call it the. Do not get sucked into calling it the God part. Oh, poor grumpy don't old do Higgs. You're making Peter Higgs very angry. Poor grumpy old Higgs. Yeah, he was already. He you was kids already stay eight. off of my particle. Yeah, we were we were <laughs> debating the photo. Is he is he a grumpy old man or is he sort of the jolly neighbor man? Oh no, that guy's grumpy. You think he's grumpy? I think that guy's grumpy. Well, he's grumpy in that photo because he's upset about this thing. <laughs> I think I think that guy will yell at you if you walk on his lawn. You think so? Yeah. Mm. I think he has pockets full of Werther's originals. <laughs> I think he's grumpy and he has pockets full of Werther's. He's got that sort <laughs> he's of just grumpy keeping up to himself. He's got that No, no, no. It shows you he's like I've got these Werther's. <laughs> yeah, I've got candy and you don't got none. No, I I I think I think he's the guy that 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 has the candy, but and he'll give it to you, but he'll be grumpy about it. Like you can stay off my lawn. No, here's a candy. Only one per person. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't get greedy, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> I gave you one yesterday. Don't make me make a boson out of you. I don't even know what that means, Dan. I, I don't either. You'll have to ask Mr. Higgs. Mm. Anywho. Uh, so, uh, in Detroit. I'm going to Detroit. Ooh. The Motor City. Yeah. Motown. So, so they say. Yeah. Motown. Um... So they have some Catholics in that part of Michigan. They do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, and uh, and apparently those Catholics uh, are under the, uh, the 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 steady guiding hand of Archbishop of Detroit, Alan Vigner Vigneron. <laughs> Vigneron. You just made that up. Yeah, it sounds like it, but no. I'm sure it's like, Vigneron. Yeah, I'm Vigneron. Sure it, yeah, it's like French or something. Oh, the G oui. is probably silent. Vigneron. Vigneron. 
Anyway, mm. Miss, I love a good vigneron. B- Bishop, oh yeah, lovely you, glass that's of vigneron. Nice, it's nice with you know you get that with a with a a nice fish. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. it'll bring out the flavor. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, Bishop Archbishop Vigneron said, uh, he 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 basically he basically said that Catholics who uh who are in favor of gay marriage shouldn't take communion. Oh, yep. Wow. Really? Yep. Uh, if you're advocating gay marriage, it would logically quote logically bring shame for a double dealing that is not unlike perjury. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. More. More. Catholics who promote same-sex marriage act contrary to Catholic law and should not approach for holy communion. He wrote. They also risk having Holy Communion withheld from them, being rebuked, and or being sanctioned. So it's a, it is, this is a sin, sin. Yeah. This is a major sin. You are, you are, you're, you're being bullshit. And he's calling you on it. Wow. Catholics. You know, that's the kind of moral teaching that we need these, this, in this day and age. More of that. Yeah. Is what we need. Yeah. We need people who are willing to, to, Finally, finally, stand up for the bigoted asshole <sighs> beliefs that are fundamental to their yeah. to their religion. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, God, it's about time. These guys. Vigneron. Oh, Vigneron. <laughs> so wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. So this has been a problem in his in his diocese, apparently. Uh, or is you know, he just making a statement? To I think make a statement. I think I don't know that it's been a problem. I think he's making a statement. I think he's trying to put a statement out there to some higher profile Catholics, not even in his diocese necessarily. Uh, the uh, the name of uh, of uh, Nancy Pelosi and Andrew Cuomo came up in the oh, article. Oh, really? Yeah, because I mean, you know, these are Democrats, but they're catholics yeah and they support you know gay marriage and everything so he so this, I, wow i think he's uh i think he's sending something out into the ether like you know what you're being bad catholics wow yeah eh. <laughs> yeah i mean it's eh, clearly cares? irrelevant i mean literally what <laughs> what happens like, is that some head up, so you know some up high catholic person says something along the lines of like don't take birth control and everybody goes oh that's cute right because everybody's doing it yeah yeah so i don't i don't think anybody's gonna everybody's listen to supporting the guy. gay marriage yeah hello yeah hello <laughs> hi <laughs> yeah uh. so there you go but he, but he's taking the strong stand mm. you don't get to eat jesus today because oh. you support gays I'll just I can I have my Jesus to go. <laughs> I I really still want to eat Jesus. <laughs> Look, I can't help it that I support gay marriage, but I really still want to eat Jesus. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it. I'm just yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna tell him because I love to eat Jesus. Yeah. He is delicious. I love gay marriage. And <laughs> I love gay Jesus. Or I mean <laughs> I love I love eating Jesus. I love Food Jesus. Food Jesus. Gay marriage and food Jesus are the two mm. things that I love the most. Mm. <laughs> because those wafers are just, they melt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. They're just, oh. in, in all the wrong ways, they mm. melt in your mouth mm. and turn into paste. 
Ew. Good thing you have that gross wine to wash it down. Yeah, body of Christ. Blood of Christ. Body of Christ. Gross. It's gross. It is gross. It's, it's, it's a disgusting, disgusting belief. Well, it doesn't really happen. No, but they believe it. They they do believe that it happens. They do believe that. <laughs> I, how many how many Catholics do you think actually, honestly, if you pinned them down, believe that that wafer turns into actual flesh of Jesus Christ? <laughs> I don't know. But the, <laughs> they can't really believe it, can they? It's horrifying. They can't really. I mean, no, they all what? say it. I think yes. people believe it. I, I think some of them do. I think grandmas do. Yeah. But I, I got to think that, like, I've got Jesus in me. I've got. Oh, but doesn't that. That Jesus turned on me. Oh, doesn't geez. that also mean, yeah, that, what? that Jesus is going to be making its way through your system? Oh, right? yeah. Or does Jesus know when to get off the ship and absorb into your Here, body? Here's a question. Do you do you take communion if you're like if you're like traveling in some third world country? Do you take communion even though you know that? I mean, it might have been washed and or you know the the people might have washed their hands in in water that could get you sick or whatever. It's Jesus. Jesus won't make you sick. What if you get Montezuma's revenge from eating Jesus? Uh, <laughs> if you're getting it from the from Jesus, you're probably getting it from someplace else too. <laughs> Just Let's say it. Just saying, Jesus could give you the shits. Jesus, Jesus's revenge. Jesus's Jesus's revenge. <laughs> oh dear, uh, Santa Maria. <laughs> Jesus has gone straight straight through me. <laughs> he keeps coming out. I can't stop him. <laughs> Boy, that was some bad host. That was some bad host. That was some bad host. That was, <laughs> because oh, I got a bad bite of Jesus. Because oh, 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 <laughs> that is some bad Jesus. I've been burping all day. <laughs> Just keep tasting host. I keep tasting Jesus. Jesus is repeating on me. <laughs> I think that host just got resurrected. <laughs> oh, he came back again. A little resurrection in your throat. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. All right. And we've solved all of the mysteries of life. <laughs> All right, so I have um, a fun little story um, from the CBC. Oh, the Can- Canadian Broadcasting from Corporation? From CBC News, yes. Um, I have so many delightful moments, memories of listening to CBC. Really? Just when their accent comes out. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and, in further no- and, and in further news today... Uh, you know, we had we there, a, a horrible mishap took place when the mi- leaders of the Canadian Nazi Party came. To, <laughs> literally, at one point, there was like neo Nazis involved. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. thought that was hilarious. Yeah, neo Nazis, neo Nazis, mm-hmm. and they drive Mazdas too. They do. Right? <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. Pasta. They like pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there there was a a pasta dinner at the neo Nazi mm-hmm. convention. Oh wow. Anyway, go on. Okay. So, um, there was uh, some researchers at at the University of Winnipeg um, have found that students who text um, more than a hundred times a day tend to be more interested in wealth and image than leading an ethical life. (laughs) I I would also like to see a concurrent study (laughs) on use of the word swag or... (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Um, so they uh, they uh, had th- uh, twenty three hundred uh, first year psychology students participate okay. uh, in a one hour online survey um, in which they were asked about their personality traits and life goals, as well as how frequently they texted. <laughs> and and uh, it found that about thirty percent of students reported um, texting two hundred t- or more times a day. Thirty <laughs> percent, right? Wow. Of 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 college of first year psychology. See, students. you say that like it's surprising. It doesn't surprise 12% me. Twelve percent said they text more than three hundred times a day. Twelve percent. That's one in eight. Three hundred times a day. Anyway, um, that's that's just those are just numbers. Yeah. Um, the the results of this, um, um. It, 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 well, this is this is nothing terribly new. There was a book called The Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it, it says that the values and traits most closely associated with texting frequency are surprisingly consistent um, with the with this book um, and and show that uh, new information in social media technologies may be displacing and discouraging reflective thought. Uh, we kind of knew that you think um well i just did the math on this 300 texts a day mm-hmm. gets you to 3.2 texts for every waking minute assuming you take eight hours to sleep mm-hmm. that's 3.2 texts a minute yeah. yeah they're not even looking up no no they don't e- see these people they don't know that they're in a world yeah it yeah. doesn't surprise me that they're disconnected from reality yeah but this is this is interesting. This is an, another interesting part of of um, they d- carried out a laboratory study, okay, um, in which some students texted, some spoke on their cell phones, and some did neither of those two things. Okay, and all the students who participated um, th- were then rated on how they felt about different social groups. Oh, okay. Uh, those who had been texting rated minority groups more negatively than the others. <laughs> they actually came out of it more racist <laughs> because they were texting. <laughs> texting ruins you. We know it now. We have we we have, we yeah, have this it's scientific screw, study. Screw the don't text while driving. Just, <laughs> Just don't, don't text, text while being a human being. Yeah. Don't text while humaning. There's no problem with sending a text that says, hey, brunch. Sure. That's a great text. Sure. Movie? Question mark. That's a great text. But like... I'm breaking up with you? That's a bad text. <laughs> oh, oh. Or any kind of text that's just like having a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's a bad text. Honestly, I start... When people try to have conversations with me through text, Ugh. I get through three and then, I, and then they're going to get the call. Yeah. Same because with... Yeah. Because why the hell are you? Why are we still texting? Yeah. If this isn't done by now, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. Same with that goddamn Facebook Messenger thing. <sighs> I don't do it anymore. I have this cousin. I won't. I won't. Who? She's not even like. She's well. I guess in a way, she's like a third cousin or something like that. Okay. But like, she has been texting me on Facebook. Just messaging you. Messaging me. Hey. Yeah, and I'm like, finally, oh, I was yeah. like, oh, she thinks that I'm my dad. <laughs> Because of, like, the messages that she's sending. And finally, the one that cued me in was, great chatting on the phone the other day. And I'm like, okay, 
here you go. You have me confused. And I finally responded. I'm like, you think that I'm my dad. And she's like, oh, hey, cousin. Blah, blah, blah. And then she's, now she's like trying to chat with me. Uh, I'm like, go away. Go away. I won't do it. I have, I have that feature turned off. Oh, yeah. That's probably smart. Because I just can't. I yeah, can't. I kind of hate it. And you never know when the conversation's over. Yeah. There's never a moment where it's just like done. No. Ugh, no. I hate it. Texting is about it's about getting business done. And if you're using it for anything else, you run the risk you're racist. of being more racist without you even probably knowing it. I, I, I think it's safe to say, and I think I'm being fair here, that if mm-hmm. you text more than 20 times a day, you're racist. Yeah. Yeah. On average, on average, you know, if you have one day that goes over 20, that doesn't make you racist. But if you text more than 20 times a day, you're racist. I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, there you go, Dan. <laughs> Way to be. Oh, Winnipeg. University <laughs> of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. You know, Winnipeg's the capital of Manitoba. Sure. Isn't it also where the um, saddest <laughs> music in the world festival? Oh, yeah, I think so. In that movie? Yeah, I think it's not a real thing. I think Winnipeg's actually probably one of the saddest cities. I don't know. Actually, oh, actually, you know what? I hear Winnipeg's got a really cool underground scene. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh well, I've never been to Winnipeg. Sure, me neither. We should go to Winnipeg. Seen it in a movie. I don't think the movie was an accurate representation of Winnipeg. No, we should go to Winnipeg in a Winnebago. Wow, and have all the Winneth stuff in it, Mm -hmm. and have Winnie the Pooh, Mm -hmm. and. And, and Win, Winifred, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Watch the the Wonder Years. With Winnie. With Winnie. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. Why not? <laughs> It'll be probably all favorites of Winnipeggers. <laughs> yeah, they love it. Winnipegonians. Winni- Win, Winni- Winni- Winnipegites. <laughs> I think they just call themselves pegs. Do they? No. That'd be great. It should. They should. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Anyway. They don't. Whoever came up, by the way, with the phrase Michiganders, I think that's still the winner for mm. like people who for what people call themselves based on their geography. Mm. Michiganders. Mm. I think that's funny. Yeah, it's cute. Anyway. Seventh day Adventists. Yeah, no. What do you know about them? Um, I know that they're fuddy duddies who <laughs> um worship on Saturday. They do. That's their fancy big thing, yeah. is yeah. the worship on Saturday. Here's here's one thing that's funny about them. So, uh, they're celebrating a big anniversary, their 150th anniversary. They're no celebrating. way, really? They I didn't know they'd been around that long. Are upset by it? <laughs> it's a bittersweet moment Why? in the world of the Seventh Day Adventists. Why are they upset? They've been Be- around 150 because years because they Is it not long enough for them. Because the word Advent in Adventists comes from they thought that the second coming was right around the corner. Oh, it's not like a hundred calendars. No, Advent means the second coming. Oh, and uh, they, uh, unfortunately for them, it it hasn't come. Oh, they were originally uh, originally really? they were part of the Millerite uh, Adventists. Uh, who Miller was a guy back in the mid eighteen hundreds who believed that the second coming. He like nailed it down. He was a herald camping of that time. Oh wow, nailed it down to a date, and oh, everybody wow. went up on a hill. And they all waited for Jesus to come, and, and he didn't. Oh, no. And so then they thought... That's disappointing. So then everybody kind of went Jesus home. Jesus is rude that way. Jesus is kind of a fucker. Yeah. He'll he'll let you climb up on the hill. He won't even tell you, no, you're wrong. He'll you just know, let you climb up on the hill. And... I know I clicked yes to that RSVP. <laughs> 
which probably should have been a maybe. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, sorry. Somebody sent Jesus an invite, an invite to his own <laughs> second coming. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show up for that. Oh, Click. you know, he's one of those that just clicks yes yeah. to everything because he mm-hmm. thinks it sounds nicer. Yeah. Nope. Jesus, you, we just need to know if you're coming or not. Yeah. Just be honest with us. Because we have, pl- you know, we have enough beer for exactly how many people are coming. And we've got a bunch, we've got a bag full of you <laughs> that we're going to eat. Just going to hand you out. Would you like some of you, Jesus? <laughs> oh, I love me. It's Inception. <laughs> if Jesus takes communion, what happens? I don't know. I eat this in remembrance. And I eat this me. Please bless me as I eat me. That it will do me good. Anyway, so yeah, the Adventists have like their their entire concept is surround is is around the idea that Jesus is coming now. I had no idea. And I now it's been just another this the 150th anniversary is coming up, and uh, they're all kind of like so. It's just kind mm-hmm. of a reminder of <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> how how. How wrong they were. The, the church's director of education, one Miss Lisa Beardsley Hardy, is quoted as saying, It's almost an embarrassment to be celebrating 150 <gasps> years. Good but it, for her. But it's also an affirmation of faith in Jesus in Christ's return. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not rooting for her anymore. The church's uh, director of archives and research is named David Trim. He said, If you took a time machine and visited our founders in May 1863... They'd be disconcerted, to say the least, that we're still here. Oh. <laughs> this is very sad. It was, and what's sad about it for me is that they're still doing it. Yeah. There's still people who are Seventh-day Adventists <laughs> who, are, who are admitting to the fact that they haven't evolved past it somehow. Like, no. Like, like that's the, 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 the genius of the modern Mormon church is how much they've evolved past what they were. Right, right. Because they had similarly like immediate things oh, that yeah. were supposed to happen. The, the, you know, things that didn't work out, things that didn't happen. Eh. And, and they just Meh. they found a way, you know, they, oh, no, Jesus told us it's going to work different. Yeah. And then they just ignore all that old crap. <laughs> right. But these people like own it. It's still like apparently a big, big deal. Yeah. And it's just making them depressed. In one way, says Michael Ryan, oh. who's a vice president of the church's general conference. This is the top governing body. Okay. In one way, it's a really sa- it really is a sad event. We're a church that by its name believes in the second coming of Christ. And we have been hopeful that long ago Christ would have come and taken the righteous to heaven. And this world would have ended. <laughs> Wow, I, this is this is a testament to human stubbornness. Yeah, that's what this the whole church is just a testament to stubbornness. Well, and, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sad, I don't, sad, I, sad yeah, stubbornness. Sad. Oh, poor guys. Oh, I just you know every day that they go to church, it's every Saturday they sit in a in a an edifice. Dedicated to reminding them of how big a failure their religion is. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they're not very nice. <laughs> Nobody wants to spend any money on the Seventh Day Adventist the, Church, right? They're so mad. Yeah, the whole time they're just like, mm. "It's got to happen any minute now, right?" <laughs> every every day is just another day that's gone by without 
everything that's supposed to happen happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, too bad. That's, that is a shame. That is a delightful little shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to take us to the Vatican Ooh. momentarily. Yes, please. Um, where it has been recently reported, uh, you know, in this day and age that we live in, uh, with uh, the internet, mm. there's this little thing in all of our devices called an IP address. Sure. And we know where they are. An IP address. We yeah. can typically, if, if you've got the, within somebody's a, IP address. Within a range. You know where they are, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know where you are. So they know where some downloaded porn has been going. <laughs> is the gist of this story but boy porn or girl porn or does it say tranny porn (laughs) (laughs) yes yes oh yes please (laughs) hang on i weren't seeing that one coming i i i was hoping there was hope there was (laughs) there was hope in my heart dear heavenly father I'd like to thank you for the gift that you've just given all of us. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, quote, uh, here's Tiffany Starr, a pre-op transsexual. Okay. Um, quoted as saying, it doesn't change my stand against piracy, but I was pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah She's yeah. famous now. Uh-huh, yeah. Um. There's also um, Sheena Shaw, uh-huh. um, uh, uh, who, uh, let's see, uh, who was in one of the scenes of an adult film uh, that was downloaded to the Vatican City, um, who, let's see, Sheena Shaw, where was Shaw? Oh, maybe I'm not ready for Shaw yet. Um, Star also um, told uh, the Huffington Post, uh, some religious people look down on adult films. I think this sends a message not to be ashamed. I think that's... Oh, I don't think it a sends complete that message. misunderstanding I don't think of that... the shame that that man <laughs> or woman, most likely man, let's face it, yes. is feeling in the Vatican oh, yeah. City. He's getting off on his shame. Oh, yeah. He's totally getting off on his shame. He might be, he might be flagellating mm-hmm. after There's he... There's something... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, porn actress Leah Lexis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These names just... They sound made up. Well, These names sound made you, up, Dan. It doesn't sound like that's the name that a parent would give their child, <laughs> does it? Strangely. Unless they wanted them to be a porn actress. <laughs> so Leah Lexis uh, was also surprised to discover her scene was downloaded in Vatican City, mainly because <laughs> it was for a website called whippedass.com. Yes. And featured her flogging, paddling, and spanking co-star chrissy lynn before engaging in hardcore sex i this is all exactly what i would imagine to be going into the vatican (laughs) what what i what i have a hard time understanding is why the vatican doesn't have a vpn yeah doesn't have doesn't have like something that that masks where what their what their ip addresses i don't know but lexus uh she's concerned um about the, the 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 hypocrites Um, And it's not just about the downloads that that are teeming with sexual content. Her point is they're also stolen. Yes. Yes. She's concerned about 
the fact that you know this is piracy, and it, and, and you know the, what? these if are anybody, not just about sex but about thievery. If anyone can afford to pay for their porn, it's it's well the Vatican. Where do you think people? Who do you think steals porn? It's not people who are like, oh yeah, I watch porn. No, it's not people who admit to it. Yeah, that's for sure. It's people who are trying to get away with it. Right. Who are trying to like you know watch their porn and have nobody know about it. But what they don't understand are these little things or these little ways on the internet that people have of like knowing Mm. where stuff is going. Um, So anyways. All right. I just, yes. I mean, you know, the truth is that who knows, frankly, if I, if I found an open Wi-Fi at the Vatican, that would be the first thing I would download is awful porn. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, and, and I mean, there is. That that's a good point. It is possible <laughs> that they have open Wi-Fi. I doubt like, that they do. Possible, I guess. I doubt it. Um, but I think mainly, um, I mean, it is important to to remember that you know we don't know who. No, there are eight hundred people who call the Vatican home. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> they're all the, supposed the, to be on their best behavior. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, there you go. Life in the world, it's it's nutty. Oh, yeah, it's great. Well, if you've got anything nutty that you would like to let us clue us into, you can you can reach us easily. At, we're we're yeah. easily reached. At Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. That's a great way to get in touch with us. Yeah, we got more and more and more people. And, oh, and tons of people. We've all kinds of fun, fun things going on. Huh. Um, you can also re- email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yes, indeed. That's always fun. So we're going to take a quick break. And, uh, you know, we're just going to go right back to Pat Robertson. He's, it, you know, He's it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. It's one of those things where, like, you know, as a, as, as a quarterback, if you've got a receiver that always catches the ball, that's who you throw to. Ooh, a sports metaphor, Dan. Oh, I know. Doesn't it make me sound butch? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's... I don't even know what you just said. Oh, well, it's code. Yeah. Anyway, I feel left out. Let's 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 uh let's throw over to uh to, to Patty. Patty. This is Ken who says, "Why do amazing miracles like people being raised from the dead, blind eyes opened, lame people walking happen with great frequency in places like Africa and not here in the United States? What can we do to encourage those things to happen here? Is America too far gone for miracles like this? Those people overseas didn't go to Ivy League schools. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite that simple. (laughs) Well, we're so sophisticated. We think we've got everything figured out. We know about evolution. We know about Darwin. We know about all these things that says God isn't real. We know about all this stuff. And if we've been in many schools, the more advanced schools, we have been inundated with skepticism and secularism. And uh, overseas, they're simple, humble. You tell them God loves them, and they say, okay, He loves me. And you say, God will do miracles, and they say, okay, we believe Him. And that's what God's looking for. That's why they have miracles. Yeah. Right, there's problems here. <laughs> what? There are problems. How could there possibly I be problems I don't even know where that. to start. You could start with the fact that people overseas are stupid little bumpkins. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) You tell them God exists, they say, great, God exists. You tell them he'll do miracles, they say, yeah, we believe you. You tell them you're going to pull a rabbit out of your butthole, and they're fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I do love that. Also, an mm. interesting point is apparently miracles are happening in Africa all the time. Appar- I, yeah, this is people news. are rising, rising from the dead, and blind eyes being opened. And, well, and he somehow he's able to work in like, <laughs> like. Uh, he he comes out with this like anti-education <laughs> message right. as well. Right. Like, well, yeah, you'd be, you know, we'd be closer to God if not for these Ivy League schools. Right. You know, and all these people, because Americans all, every, apparently we all have Ivy League educations as well. And it's ruining And it's ruining our country. Us. Yeah. It's ruining it. The yeah. whole country's ruined. <laughs> because of college. College. Brr. Well, didn't we just hear, we just heard a, a, a clip. Also, from Glenn Beck saying he wasn't going to send his kids to college anymore. Yeah, because it's they're being they're being lured into a system. They're being indoctrinated. Yeah, into a system. Oh my god, (laughs) a system where you make more money. And he's like, and I, I, I... (laughs) yeah, exactly. Oh, poor, poor Pat. Uh, Well, Pat lives in a weird little little world, little old privileged white man world. We're going to be going to a lot of that world, maybe. Yeah, well, we kind of live not, in that world. Yeah, that's true. We, yeah, we, we can't, we can't complain about <laughs> our current situation, <laughs> where even though you and I don't make a lot of money, we're still totally fine. Yeah, not nervous at all. Oh no, we just, nothing happens in our in our lives that I mean, we we can lose our job and just be like, oh, I guess we'll find another job then. Yeah, hmm. no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, there you go. Hey, um, I would like to. Uh, f- I, I okay. So we got some business that I'm going to get through. Oh um, really? First of all, uh, we have a couple donors to thank. Oh. Um, Carrie was generous enough to give us a one-time donation. She she said, uh, "I really enjoy the podcast. Thank you." She's from Columbus. Well, thank you, Carrie. Thank from you Columbus. from very much. And Jack, uh, who's from New York. Sent us a very generous donation. Thank you, Jack. And we were we and very very nice of you. He also sent us a, an email uh, that said, "I'm just going to lift a few things out of it." He said, uh, "Dan and Frank, please check your PayPal account to verify the gift uh, went through." It did. Thank you. Um, apparently, PayPal has made it very hard on him. So oh, I really? apologize for that, uh, Jack. And any donors who. Who make it difficult? Who find it difficult? Well, I've heard that from a few people. Really? They got, like especially people who aren't in the country. Sometimes they got to get oh, a God. you know they got to get a, a credit card that works for them and whatever. But really, okay. You know, if you can't, you can't. If you can, we we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. And Jack was really really generous. But he said your podcast is warm and comforting, like an old friend, oh. and someone and sometimes enlightening, even transcending at times. I totally agree with the way you slice through religious bullshit. And take us to kinder, gentler, better places with wit and grace. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's that. That is actually a lovely sentiment. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I, I really appreciate that. Hmm. Um, and he, he gave us some good suggestions for our trip, for oh, our road great. trip. So awesome. Uh, we'll we'll keep that to ourselves, but we'll definitely <laughs> take it under advisement. It's good All right, stuff. Cool. Awesome. Uh, David wrote to us, um, <clears throat> and he. Because we've been talking about uh, being outed or or coming out as right. an atheist yeah. a lot, yeah. Uh, he had he he had a few things he wanted to add to the conversation. He said, oh, okay. "I've finally been outed. I've been I've been publishing a blog for some time, which is uh, beyondreligion.net. dot. <laughs> okay, the words beyondreligion.net, 
written out dot wordpress.com oh he has he's made okay. it okay yeah so okay uh he says as with my personal writings i link to each article i link each article to facebook and twitter my parents are not tech savvy and do not have a good idea about those what those services are uh i suppose it was only a matter of time before one of their friends caught wind of it i woke monday monday morning with a voicemail from my mother the upshot is that she told me about the uh, she was told about my latest post and was very hurt that I would say such things in public. She wanted to she wanted me to know how embarrassing my writings were for her um, and my father yeah. and how they harmed their reputation. Mm. She implored me to write such things under a false name so that it would not <laughs> reflect on them. Okay. Since the drama is still unfolding, he can't tell us how it ends. Right. Um, he says it's not really the point he wanted to address. What he says is um, he was mad as hell. And in no mood to deal with someone else's ego-driven shame. How dare she ask me to remain silent and pretend to be what I am not so that her Mm. insufferably self-righteous friends can laud her with praise for bringing up her children in the Lord. Mm. I I, I get it. Yeah, that's a tough one. Because, I mean, it's tough because you want to be out and open. Yeah, and and you have the right to be. And it's tough because I feel like she really had no she doesn't have any right to ask that no nope. um but unfortunately she did ask it and now it's like what do you do right yeah and you know it's one of those things where and he's he was very offended by all of this i'm not really yeah. reading the whole thing um right. and i get that you no, know i yeah. totally get that it's it's it is offensive for mm-hmm. someone to ask you to be other than you are yeah even your parents yeah but you gotta. But there's also, you know, the parent side of things. To right. me, to my mind, the parent side of things is is also. It just, again, this is a thing that takes time and it takes understanding on both parts. Right. And it takes, you know, the sense that, uh, that you know, it, I'm not going to tell you how to run your life, you know. But to my mind, the worst thing you can do is yell at each other. In the, at this, yeah, point. sure. The bad, you know, everybody's hurt. Uh-huh. Everyone's offended. Right. Everyone and 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 everyone feels righteous in this moment. Right. Everyone feels yeah. like they're on the right side of this. Right. And even if you are on the right side of this, right. It's just so rough because you got to understand that a parent thinks that the you know when they say that they're worried about how it reflects on them. Right. But what they're really worried about is that you're challenging their sense of who they are. And who and their sense of who you are, right? And their hopes for who you are going to be, right? But here, so so here's the deal, like, you know, um, I I think that like that because one of the things that I was thinking about listening to this is like, well, how do you balance this idea of being asked to maybe not put yourself out there, right? Right. In that way. Right. And and I think that there might be a temptation to. And I think there was there was a temptation and a concern on my part when I first started to be a little bit more vocal mm. because my parents were really uncomfortable with me being gay and with my atheism and all of that. Um, and they were uncomfortable with their friends knowing and all that. I mean, so right. this actually really resonates with me. Yeah, I thought um, it would. And, and the thing that I think now is you can't... If, if if part of you being an atheist is, or you just being you is being vocal and being out there and talking and getting attention for it 
and who knows where that's going to go and how much attention you're really going to get. Um, but you know, that's part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And part of them coming to terms with anything about you is going to have to involve that. Yep. And I don't think that, that it needs to be handled in some sort of dickish way of like, well, screw you, mom and dad. Right. It needs to be, well, I'm sorry. Although I understand that, that impulse too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. It just needs to be, well, I'm sorry that this makes you feel that way. I'm sorry that this, this makes you really uncomfortable. Right. But I, I can't change who I am. In order to make you more comfortable. And even I won't change who I am. And I won't. For your comfort. Yeah. But I want you. But, you know, there's. And it depends on what you're looking for from your relationship with your parents. True. I mean, that's up to you. What you want out of your relationship with your parents. But, well, but this sounds like a really one-sided, you know, version of. Like, if, if you're going to, like. Like, the only way to placate some people and some parents in into being the 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 loving <laughs> parents right, right is to is to play their only play their to their game right you know play play to their version of who of who you're supposed to be yeah and that doesn't work that's controlling yeah. it's it, it it it's not right well and if you're going to have a mature relationship mm-hmm. with your parents with your child if you're going to have a real honest relationship it's what Paige talked about when mm-hmm. he was on the show it's if you it's about reveal it's about being you right to them yeah you know we were talking about something it's before tricky. the show dan which um uh, sort of your sense that that mormons uh, sort of lack any real um um sense of adulthood or that they they lack that they're not really adults that there's a prolonged adolescence slash childhood to to mormonism right yeah i think it's broader than that i think it's deeply religious people who who put on blinders as to the the world and the way the world really is right and who who refuse to watch and we were talking about this list of things refuse to watch rated r movies refuse to drink alcohol refuse to you know engage in any sort of adult activity right And, and refuse to associate themselves with it as well so it means that they don't go to a party where they know alcohol is going to be there this is mormonism specifically but they they will i'm sure it's broader than mormonism i'm sure there's more i'm sure it is but mormonism is particularly good at it because it's so they because mormons at least uh, and we should i i'm going to talk specifically about utah mormons sure that's your because there's a difference yeah. yeah that is true but utah mormons insulate themselves they have the luxury of insulating themselves so tightly against mm-hmm. any of these things. They don't ever have to go into a, a place that has alcohol. They don't ever have to go into a, you know, they don't ever go to parties where there's mm-hmm. alcohol because all of their friends are Mormon. All of their, all of the people that they talk to and associate with are Mormon. Right. They don't look at the world. Yeah. They won't participate. Well, on a large scale with the actual, with reality. And we can make this a little bit, I mean, if you want to talk about Mormons and, and alcohol specifically, mm. this is a little known fact that we're going to fill in. I mean, I doubt very many people know about the Utah liquor laws, except for the fact that they're <sighs> ridiculous, Crazy. right? Because they're, they're nutty. the Mormons control the legislature and they pass these ridiculous laws. Well, the great new one that's been, well, it's been around a year or two is this, um, the, the fact that new, newly constructed restaurants that have a liquor license have to have a separate room. That's the, that is outside the view of any of the customers 
where the alcohol, the alcoholic drinks are actually prepared. Correct. You cannot prepare drinks in front of people because the Mormons don't want to see it. No. They don't want to see them being made. And they're worried. That and they would prefer to not even see them being drunk. But, well, they're going to have to live with that. Right. Because that's already been established that <laughs> this is not a dry state. Right. Yeah, it's kind of nutty. It's, I, you know, the, uh, David went on to say that his, he, he has his message to religious parents, which is, he says, you do not own your children. They are under no contract to stay true to your faith. Use of emotional coercion is wrong and you risk alienating your children. That would be too bad and entirely your fault. Hmm. His message to the children is grow up and stop cowering at the feet of your manipulative parents. Yeah. Did you rob a bank or abuse children? No. Then stop acting like you did. Let us be the last generation of adults who are afraid to be themselves around their parents, uh, the one set of people who should accept us no matter what. Yeah. I think th- cry. I understand that, but I still have to say, you know, if we're adults, yeah. if we are really going to be the adults in this situation, then we need to we need to understand, yeah, maybe they are emotionally immature. Uh-huh. So we need to come to them at their level and say, mm-hmm. I understand, you know, we need to accept Yes, these people are emotionally immature. They are, their their growth has been stunted. So let us grow past them. Yeah. And get to the heart of of you know, if you want a relationship with them, it's I I can't agree with David that it's entirely your fault a parent's fault if if the relationship is lost because of this. Because we have relation, you know, a relationship it takes two people. Yeah. We have a responsibility here too. Yeah. And, we, you know, I, while I understand that it may not be fair, mm-hmm. it's not fair. Right. What's, what is fair? Really? Who the hell cares about fair? Yeah, yeah. Do, you want to be, do you want the universe to be fair or do you want a relationship with your folks? You get to choose. <laughs> if, you know, if you well, insist, it's if the, Dan. <laughs> if you insist on fairness, then. It's kind of a little bit of a false choice. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> anyway, but we really appreciate the email, David. That was Yeah, that thank was you, great. David. David's from Birmingham, Alabama. Are, Ooh, we, are we going we're through? We're going through Birmingham. Are we? I know that we're going. Yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully we'll be able to. I don't to... know how much time we're going to be in Birmingham itself. Yeah, I don't either. But we'll schedule we will some sort there. of. There will be some sort of Alabama meetup. Hopefully, David yeah. can be one of the My guys. My guess that is shows it will up. be Birmingham because we are going to be driving through it. It's the it's the main big city that we're going to be driving through. I thought we were driving. I thought Montgomery was our big city that we're driving through. Oh shit! You're right. You're right. I don't even know where Birmingham I'm sorry. Is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scratch all that. Folks. <laughs> it's Montgomery. Well, anyway, hopefully we'll see you, David. Anyway, um, I'm going to move on. Elizabeth okay. uh, texted us or, or sent us an email that said, uh, a, a co-worker of mine has a button on her jacket that says, glory to God. Uh, I need one that says, thank God I'm atheist. <laughs> so <laughs> if you make and sell them. You have another way to make li- to, for listeners to support the podcast. Ooh. I'd certainly buy a few. How about it then? Uh, and and she and then she says uh, she's from Iowa. Elizabeth is, and she says, "P.S. Uh, could you put together a chunk of sound bites from every time Frank has said shut up? <laughs> that would be spectacular. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> Merchandise uh, is on the way. It is. We're working on it. We." We're working on it. We have a lot of plans in the works, and some of it goes faster than others. But, yeah. But but we're we're slowly getting there. We are getting there. We're. I mean, it's not like it's just it's slow going. We both have other things we do in our lives. Yeah. 
So this is this is a little side project, and we're we're getting to all these kind of fun other things. But we'll get you we'll we'll get shirts going. Shirts you can, are you can buy some next, shirts uh, or the first thing up, right? and then and then hopefully I think buttons are a great idea. Mugs, mugs. I priced mugs. Yeah, mugs. I think we can do mugs. Totally affordable for us if we're, we wanted to do mugs. We're working on it. Yeah, it'll so. it, it's coming. Yep. Uh, okay. So next from this is from the blog. Uh-huh. Uh huh. From Thomas. Who says, uh, he says, our podcast uh, makes him look forward to his 30-minute commute to and from work. That's oh, very that's nice. nice. Thanks, Thomas. And we provide a broad range of subjects and insightful outlook on different current events. Um, he's a preacher's kid. Or he, he is a sometime preacher's kid. Uh, he says, but, oh, no. Oh, wait, maybe I'm getting him confused with somebody else. No, he grew up in a, non, in, in a, in a, in a household that didn't talk about God much. He had one weird... So not a preacher's kid. Right. I was confusing him with somebody else. Oh. So sorry about that, uh, Thomas. Thomas. We'll, we'll move... We'll, but I'm moving on. Here's what he did have to say. <laughs> Here's what I... Um, his wife... Uh, his wife-to-be is a fellow non-believer. Okay. Um, but uh, his presence in her life and uh, the parenting of her seven-year-old daughter has led him into a pickle of a situation. He says, A, her family, the hardcore LDS family having an intense relationship with the church and all and all the local SUV dealerships. Her parents <laughs> acknowledge me but walk on eggshells, and the rest of her family many times won't dignify me with a response when I politely say hi and ask how their day is going. Oh, no. B, the girl's biological father's family, uh, who are staunch Catholics, except for the deadbeats, um, like her, like the little one's father, uh, mother who, uh, so his, the mother who is a Seventh Day Adventist. Um, and we know about them. Yeah. So he wants to save this girl from a most assuredly confusing and forced upon idea of a higher power. Uh, but he says, I want to respect the families as much as possible. Uh, well, <laughs> well, you know, even he says, even the ex-husband's family, they are important to the Munchkin, so they are important to me too, and that's right. that's okay, cool, that's too true. Um, right now, he says, I'm choosing to subtly as I'm choosing subtlety as my course of action when helping her cope with a confusing life and and teaching her life lessons. I always tell her that you are the master of your own destiny, in an attempt to have her understand that nobody's going to help her in anything more than she is going to help herself. Okay. Um, it's, you know, and then he says something about he, he can't wait until, uh, they have the wedding and then, yeah. and then in, at least in their house, he can kick the, the religious talk to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tricky one. Well, I, I think with kids and when, when sort of caught in this situation where there's a lot of adults who, um, have differing views and whatnot, I think you just have to be open about your views. Mm. And I think that, you know, yours are, are equally as valid as anybody else's. Right. On sort of that. I mean, we know they're probably better informed than everybody else's. <laughs> but just sort of in that, that marketplace of ideas, they're sort of, right. you know, right. they're as equal as anybody else's. And um, I I would just plan lots of fun enrichment activities. <laughs> lots of museums, science museums. Sure. And just really try to challenge her view of the world and universe and her thinking. Right. You know, I think through that, art and culture and I, just go that route. Let her fall in love with things that, that, that 
typically don't jive well with sure <laughs> with religious thinking. And and you know I I I think you can say things like well that's what they believe that's not what I believe. Exactly. That's Th- fair. that kind of thing is fair. What I would the trap that I would desperately avoid is well that's grandpa's stupid belief. Yeah, no, you can't. Grandpa's wrong about that. Yeah. God doesn't really exist. Any of that stuff, that's not going to be helpful. But what you do and here's here's what I've come to in for, and and this is really good advice because I'm not a parent, so I don't know anything about it. So <laughs> right. really take my words with yeah. Anyway, take what with whatever grains of salt you need to. But when my wife and I were talking about whether or not we were gonna have kids, when mm. we were first dating, she was still religious. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about well what what would we do if we had kids? Yeah. And what we finally came to was we would rather teach our kids how to think than what to think. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I think I don't think you have to indoctrinate this kid into your way of thinking at all. I think you just need to teach this kid the, that there are many different viewpoints mm-hmm. and teach the kid good critical thinking skills. Right. Don't connect the two. Right. Don't tell her that – I mean don't make it about I'm going to make sure that she knows how to see through all the bullshit. Right. Just make it about seeing through any bullshit. Right. Make it about teaching her how to think well. Right. And that's all you have to do. Right. And then let her take let her take whatever path she's going to take. It doesn't I mean she's still going to be a good person if you teach her to be a good person. These are the these are the the the, the most important things. Yeah. It's so much less important whether they believe in a god or not than it is if they're a good person. Also, um I would suggest bribing with candy. Oh, absolutely. It's very effective. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. Pockets of Werther's original. <laughs> There's no God if you take this candy. <laughs> Just remember, I'm I'm happy to buy you that donut. Tell Just, me that there's no God. Just remember that there that, that there's no God. And will God, you, if there was a God, he probably wouldn't want you to have a donut. Will you deny Jesus for this? <laughs> Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> That's what we wanted to hear. Well done. Anyway, so uh, so that's basically it. Um, we had some response to our little video that we put out. Yay! <laughs> if you missed it, you can you can find it on our YouTube channel, which yeah. is which is YouTube. Well, my what? guess is if you're listening to this, unless you're listening on Stitcher BT Dubs, which doesn't do video, right? See, um, but there is the audio. <laughs> of the video on Stitcher, and if for those of you who saw it, you know there's not a lot of audio except yeah, for the music. It, if so, you heard that on Stitcher, you're probably sorry, confused. Guys, there wasn't much there for you, um, but it did say nicely right in the title that it's video. So, yeah, so you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, you're just listening to video. But anyways, um, yeah, I would say if you're listening to this, you probably saw the video, or at least had the video download into your iTunes. But or maybe whatever. not. But maybe maybe, not. maybe you didn't watch it. I don't know. But uh, all I'm is. saying is the, there are ways to see it. Uh, one of the ways is to uh, is to go to thank God I'm athe- to uh, facebook.com slash TGI atheist and we've posted it there. Yes. Or you can go to the YouTube channel, which is the uh, TGI atheist channel. Right. On YouTube. On YouTube. Also, it's on our it's on our website. Thank God I'm atheist.com. Is it? Okay. Yeah, great. Yeah, I put it up there. Okay. So um so there's plenty of ways for you to find it and to watch it. It's and just and it's just a this one's just a goof. 
Oh yeah. There's no, another. Is... There's another one coming that's much. That's much uh, more. Not a goof. <laughs> True. But this one's just a goof, and it's fun. And it was just me going to Mormon General Conference and not protesting. No, but no. I took. But I took a sign with me. And exactly. That's, that's all we need to say. Yeah. We 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 have fun. There were some. There was at least one or two, three comments on YouTube. <laughs> All from the same person, just inexplicable comments. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to make of them, but um, I I do love that um that there was some back and forth going on on YouTube. Yeah, sure, so, that was fun. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, th- thanks for everybody uh for all of your input yeah. on the video and on my wardrobe choices. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that kind of leads us into yeah. uh, what we wanted to talk about today, which is Mormon General Conference. It's almost like I planned it's it. It's our that Mormon way. General Conference report. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, Dan, would you like to explain what General Conference is? So every uh, twice a year, uh, the Mormons all gathered in downtown Salt Lake. Not all of them. They don't. Oh, all... I thank God it's not all of them. Yeah, because that would be millions. But but many, many thousands of people converge on downtown Salt Lake. Tens of thousands. The, yes. the place holds twenty thousand. Yeah, the, the the building itself and yeah. most of the uh, most of the people down there don't even have tickets to get into the building. Which we found out. There's like a like a this custom now. It's become a thing. To like walk around with a sign or just hold your fingers up in like two, two or three right. or four and it means you're looking for tickets. I want tickets. Can I have your tickets? <laughs> we should go there dressed totally not appropriately for it and then just try and get tickets. <laughs> We're totally appropriate and get in. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. But we need to make up a good story. Because what's funny is that half of the most of the people that were trying to get tickets were just young people, mm-hmm. probably from here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Young, young white couples or yeah. whatever trying to get tickets. But you, but then every now and then you'd see a, a group of people like you. There was one that was like family from Panama. We came all the way here. We'd like tickets, and it's Ew, like, oh, poor family, poor but, kids. But you family. know that that's the one where somebody who could just see it on TV, who lives here, who has more opportunities, would just go, oh, okay, I'll give you. We'll, oh, okay, we'll give you our tickets. So we came all the way from Germany. From Germany, yeah. <laughs> No, it's got to be a poor country. It's got to oh, sound yeah, really right, poor. Right, right. All the way from Poland or something like that or from uh yeah. the danger being of course that with Mormons somebody's so, going to speak our language. language. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. You're right. So it'd have to be a place where they don't send missionaries. We could just make up a country. Yeah. A fake country. Slavonia. <laughs> Lith yeah, yeah, exactly. Something, something like that. <laughs> something, something like Lithogastan or something. Sure, yeah. It could be a stand. It could be a stand. Nobody oh. knows the stands. No, that's true. It's a stand they've never heard of. Right, exactly. We came all the way from Polkastan. <laughs> from Kyrgyzstan. What was the one where, wasn't it, wasn't it, uh, oh, some politician combined Kyrgyzstan and, and, some other stand and set a stand that didn't exist. It was really, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. So anyways, we're a little off track. What? How, how do you figure? <laughs> how do you figure that that got us off track? So one of the big things at this uh, general conference that was getting a lot of attention was sort of the role of women in 
the LDS church. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that really brought this, that really highlighted this uh, very well, was uh, the fact that this was the first general conference uh, where a woman was allowed, and let's just put it for what it is. Oh, yeah. Was allowed to say a prayer. Yes. And now, the, the Mormons would say that the first time that a woman was asked to say a prayer. <laughs> yes, indeed. But let's face it. There's been women in the in the, in the the sort of auxiliary hierarchy of the church that, uh, that have, been, since... have been sitting there. They've been they've been up on the the podium. Yeah, they've spoken the dais, or whatever you would call that big thing. What is it? The dais. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're up there. They speak at it. All this stuff, but nobody's ever bothered to ask one of them. And it would seem like if they were allowed, Which, that it would have just been like a no. Well, yeah, of course. There's never been a prohibition on it explicitly. Not explicitly, but it's always just been clear that that's not. And and this is why a lot of Mormons didn't even realize that it hadn't happened. They all yeah. assumed that it had. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. But what's important about that, what's important about that fact is not that a woman prayed, but rather that this is the tiny little bone that the, that the men in the Mormon church are throwing to this upstart feminist movement that's sort of really gaining some traction right now in the church. But do you think that they would want to embolden this this movement no i think and, and, i think they're, I think they're w- smarter than that well I, you know it's one of, here's the thing this is the I, one thing that the feminists have been asking for that they that there is no prohibition on currently right so it was the one thing that was just easy to do right so i don't think i think that there's been i think that they're in turmoil these these men because no they don't want to embolden them they want to to quell them they want it to d- dissipate into nothing like they have done before i think that they're they're probably fine when it gets pointed out i mean there there's like you said there's no prohibition against this whatsoever against this against this right right? and uh i mean maybe behind closed doors there had been some discussion of well should we ask sister so-and-so right right but but out in the open they've never had some open policy about this, right? Oh, right. this is not a realm where women should be praying, right? right. And so, I don't know. I, I I think that they are probably in in many ways trying to give as much as they can to 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 these feminists, mm. and and not even to the feminists, but to the to the to the uh, women at large in Mormonism, so that the the cries of these feminists seem more and more uh fringe and irrelevant to them right that, that what are they really asking for right. right get it all down to that the only thing that really divides men and women is the one thing that in mormonism they would want like I mean, it's 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 the priesthood it's the priesthood right that's the main point where they're where women are completely unequal to men right but here's the thing in the same uh in the very same uh conference where they first allow women to pray yeah at least two and i think more of the talks went back and worked to really solidify the difference between men and women in the church they're different roles in the church right they are different and so uh, we have some audio that we want to play from what's her name sister something this is um yeah i've got it right here um she is um she's, elaine s dalton and she's she's 
a leader in the, the young women's yes. organization in the church. Yes. Of women and mothers, President Gordon B. Hinckley once said, we must never lose sight of the strength of the women. It is mothers who most directly affect the lives of their children. It is mothers who nurture them and bring them up in the ways of the Lord. Their influence is paramount. They are the creators of life. They are the nurturers of children. They are the teachers of young women. They are our indispensable companions. They are our co-workers in building the kingdom of God. How great is their role. How marvelous their contribution. So how does a mother or... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught this, but she didn't say anything just then. No. She's, I mean, How and she's. Marvelous. She didn't do the impersonation, though. <laughs> How marvelous their role. <laughs> she, what she did was, I mean, she did, she did her version. She did the, the woman version of a conference talk voice. Right. But, but the deal is <laughs> that, that she, uh, I mean, she's quoting the, the previous prophet of the church and basically just reaffirming your job is not to do anything priesthoody. Yeah. You have a different job, and it's very sacred and very important and totally different and non-authoritative. Know your place. Know your goddamn place. And, of course, this came – of course, they had to make sure that this came from a woman's mouth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially this go-around. This yep. is not by accident, people. Yep. Uh, go to uh, uh, 837. Uh, okay. Just so, that, just so that these people can understand exactly – what her job is in helping the church. They're talking about the conference center uh, in, in which in which this event is held, the right. giant conference center, which was completed a few years ago. Yeah, it's not terribly old of a building. Uh, um, and, and, and she actually had the privilege of being part of the creation of the building. Yes, and this is how she helped. Several years ago, as this conference center was being built and nearing completion... I entered this sacred building on the balcony level in a hard hat and safety glasses, ready to vacuum the carpet that my husband was helping to install. Where the rostrum now stands, there was a front-end loader moving dirt, and the dust in this building was thick. It settled. When it settled, it did so on the new carpet. My part was to vacuum, and so I vacuumed and vacuumed and vacuumed. After three days, my little vacuum burned up. <laughs> the afternoon before the... <laughs> oh, she just vacuumed and, and vacuumed, vacuumed and vacuumed. vacuumed. That was, oh. You know, she, she has an important role. She has somebody, Dan, her role in the church. Somebody has to vacuum. <laughs> Thank God there was a woman. Thank to God do the they vacuuming. had a woman there. Yeah, because you know they got they had all the plant they had all the men they needed for installation of things, for well, building yeah, of things, and, this, and all you know, of that backloader. Stuff. You know, somebody. But jeez, you know. what, what are they going to do when it comes time to vacuum? <laughs> Let a man do it? <laughs> Surely not. Are we being disingenuous here? I'm sure they would also let an immigrant. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> Shame on you, Franklin. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, the, like the whole point here is that like this this is the party line. 
the party oh, line yeah. is, and it's, believe me, if you think that this is just their propaganda that's not getting out to the people, <laughs> I got news for you. We got yeah. another video coming. Yeah. It's, uh, so you have something to look forward to. And we asked Mormons coming out of conference about gender roles in yeah. the church. Yeah. They know this script by heart. They well, don't know what it means. They feel it in their heart, too. They feel a warm... They feel it, Dan. They know it. I know, It's one of those Dan. things where it's like, you know, you I see... I know it, too, Dan. Do you? I know it. Do you want to bear your testimony? Oh, I would like to bear my testimony, <laughs> Dan. I know that... I know that women have their place in the church. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have so much to contribute in that place. So they much. have so much to offer, so much warmth and kindness and <laughs> and charity and you know you know what it is. I am reminded of a story, Dan. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! God, he's doing he's doing the Mormon thing. <laughs> no, no, I, you know I heard a I heard a woman talking about this on another show, and she was and she was the sort of apologist uh, for the for the Mormons. Oh yeah, and she's she said that it's been made clear. By the leaders of the church, that just as a woman, it's a woman's privilege and her job to bear children. Oh yeah, this is the greatest calling a, mo- a woman can have is mm-hmm. to bear children. Oh yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's and but I, I I agree with that. But just as she cannot do that without a man's help, mm. a man cannot practice his priesthood authority and power without a woman. That's not true. It's just plain not we true. We know that that's not true. It's just bullshit. That is a lie. <laughs> and how bad do you feel if you're a woman in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who can't bear children? Yeah. How fucking bad do you feel at that point when the one thing that is the most important thing that a woman can do? Yeah. Or is... you're a single woman who never marries. Right. Which right. which is then you don't get to participate in the priesthood bit either. Yeah, exactly. You don't get to be the woman who yeah. who supports and sustains her man. And let me tell you something, that's your job as a woman. Oh, absolutely. Support and sustain yep. y- the valid person in the relationship. Find a man and support him. <laughs> Those are your two jobs <laughs> as a woman in the Mormon church. Get and, married, support your husband. And then make, and, oh, and have kids. And make more people. Make more people. Who can support and sustain their men. Their men. Or yeah. who can be or men. Or be sustained by. To be supported and sustained. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It's true. It's when you see this video people, <laughs> y- you'll see it and and it is the women who are speaking most strongly about it, uh-huh. who yeah. are most into this idea. Oh, absolutely. And are most offended by all of well, these women. Well, the polling women. shows that. We talked about this. Yeah. Exactly. Only 10% like only 10% of the women would actually feel like they would want the priesthood, whereas almost half of the men would be fine with it. Right. Exactly. And the line from the men... Anyways, we'll let people watch the video. It'll be... When it comes out. It's going to be in the next day or two. Yeah. It'll be eye-opening. I think you'll all like it. It's... I I don't even know what to say about it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the the, the upshot here is that the church is sexist, and that's that. Yeah. And then the other side of it is that there are very old men, one in particular... Oh, right. Boyd K. Packer, or as I like to call him, Boyd KKK Packer. I call him Boyd Fudge Packer. That's nice, too. Um, He he came out in support of intolerance. He can't... 
he came out Isn't and that? he doesn't well why don't you play the clip let, okay. we better just play let, the let's clip. hear what he has to say <laughs> tolerance is a virtue but like all virtues when exaggerated it transforms itself into vice we need to be careful of the tolerance trap so we do not swallow it up and get swallowed up in it the permissiveness afforded by the weakening of laws of the land to tolerate and legalize acts of immorality does not reduce the serious spiritual consequence that is the result of the violation of God's law of chastity. All are born. You know, I've, I've accused Boyd K. Packer of being intolerant before. <laughs> What I wasn't aware of is that he totally agrees with me on that point. Yeah. yeah. He, He's fine with intolerance. He is. He, uh, the idea that any virtue taken to extreme becomes a vice. Wow. What? Like that vice of like overkindness. <laughs> Quit being so kind, you asshole. But or, or, that's what he would say. Yeah. He, this is a man who knows that there's a limit to kindness. There's, or that vice of, you know, turning the other cheek. You turn it only so far. You yeah. only turn it so far. Yeah. Jesus didn't say turn. I mean, you only have two cheeks. You don't have to turn around. <laughs> you don't have to keep turning it back and forth. No, 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 Dan. Uh, you don't the, have to. You, yeah. Mm -mm. The, uh, it's the Admiral Akbar view of tolerance. It's a trap. <laughs> Well, I was thinking of also another uh, Star Wars uh, reference. Oh, wow, we are getting nerdy. Yeah, what is it? Uh, he, who does he sound like to you? <laughs> yes, his Sorry. voice. I mean, this man. First of all, y'all should see this man. The little headshot. That if you like, look up who Boyd K. Packer is. You'll see a very nice. You'll headshot. see a nice headshot. That is not who's speaking. No, this he's, is he, he is he's, he's well on his way to to being the the emperor. Yeah. And he is next in line. If if the current prophet oh, yeah. of the church dies, he's technically next in line. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I I don't. I think he's not lost no, in this no, world. No, no, no. Uh, Monson's still sort of up on his feet. And although I do have seems to say that now, spry. now that we know the conference center has been thoroughly vacuumed, he has a fully armed and operational battle station. <laughs> <laughs> That's for yeah. you, nerds. <laughs> okay. Which I'm sure there are plenty in our <laughs> listeners, amongst our listeners. Anyway. All right. There um, you go. Look for the video. You'll, you'll learn more about, I don't know, just look, just look for the looks in their eyes. Yeah. Just, just maybe the watch their eyes as, <laughs> as, they, as they talk to me. Oh, boy. And don't worry, I'm not in a cobalt blue jumpsuit no this, this, this time we're trying to blend in i was pref I, I i looked presentable and everything yeah yeah all right well facebook.com slash tgi atheist is a great way to, to get, in touch. get in touch and to follow and to yep. like us show us you like us yeah. like us or email us at podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442 don't forget to rate us on itunes we always appreciate that we it's do a very handy thing that. uh and also uh you can donate from thank god i'm atheist.com's website and if you go and watch the video put, give us a thumbs up hey thumb it up yeah 
doesn't hurt go to youtube thumb it up all right all right thanks to the red arc hot club for their music and enjoy your week bye-bye bye guys